Welcome back to the Pretty Good Podcast by CrabbyCurious.com. Once again, this is Bryson, one of your usual hosts. And since you all are listening and presumably have listened to some other episodes, I only feel it's correct and right that I share a little bit about myself. So I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. You ready? Lean closer. Okay. I'm a nerd. But there are levels to this. So you're not going to see me waving a wand around like I watch Harry Potter. I'm not going to be rolling dice in a tabletop game like Dungeons and Dragons, although I'd like to give that a try. And I'm not going to argue if Picard was the best captain of the Star Trek series. But what I will talk your head about off, talk your head off about. Can't talk. What I will talk to you about is video games. I love them. I've been playing since I don't even remember. Um... Earliest memories I have in Virginia, when my dad was off at sea in the Navy, playing his Nintendo. Then I moved on to Sega Genesis. Sonic, that was my man. I had bedsheets, toys, everything. Now they're going to mess it up in a movie next year, but that's besides the point. But the other good thing about video games, other than being a great hobby and helping you escape from the world, is can help you connect. Now... As we're older, people start to have more responsibilities. They have jobs, seem to go to sleep early, kids, spouses, the audacity. So I couldn't just call up a friend at a random 7 o'clock night on Tuesday and be like, hey, let's go hang out. You know, we got to plan these things now. But what it is easy to do is come home, unwind, fire up your PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, whatever, be like, hey, let's get on chat and play this game. And while we're trying to get our objective, whether get the most kills in a round on Halo or Call of Duty or work together on some kind of co-op game. We're talking, we're keeping that bond alive, and I really love that. Some of the people that I share that bond with often are going to be my guests today on the podcast. Not in the usual hosts, but you know they know they know what they're talking about for this topic. So we tried to keep the gaming theme up and call each other by our screen names, but as you'll hear, it didn't work too well or too long. But I hope you guys enjoy another episode, the top video games and E3 discussion, the Pretty Good Podcast by CrabbyCurious.com. The first ever lady to be on this podcast. Uh, like I said I've known her since middle school, Chevron07. So Chev, tell us about uh, yourself, uh, how long you've been gaming and what kind of games you like. Uh, well, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I've uh, been gaming since probably about six. Uh, my dad had a little Tetris game um, that would plug into the TV. So that's where I started. And then uh, all the way up to now having, um, oh gosh, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, GameCube, PlayStation, Xbox, um, and PC. So that's me. And what kind of games do you usually like? Uh, my main games that I like are mostly RPGs or MMORPGs. Anything where I can uh, delve into a different universe. So you're a nerd. Thanks. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, Chevron07. Uh, we'll try not to mention a real name, but it'll probably come out. The next person is none other than the Coal Shaker. Uh, I've known the Coal Shaker since high school, um, but... Cole Shaker, tell us about yourself. Well, you just gave away my last name, so personal info is on the table. I mean, that's your screen name. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, my return to the mic, since uh, this is why I'm Hot Remix way back in the day with you, Bryson. So uh, thanks for having me. Um, been gaming since I was six years old, five or six. I uh, remember playing my brother in Madden 95, 
Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, those kind of games kind of led the kind of led me into gaming. Uh, as far as what kind of games I play, uh, action adventure. You're looking at the Tomb Raider, God of War. That's kind of my style. Okay, short and simple, nerd. Um, and finally, uh, the last guy uh, is actually uh, my best friend. He's been my roommate on a couple of occasions. ASG627. I'll see how long I can keep these screen names up before I call each person the real name. But go <laughs> ahead, ASG, and tell us about your history. I've been gaming since I was probably, I don't know, three or four. I uh, grew up on the NES. Uh, played a lot with my grandpa, actually. Kind of transitioned to the SNES, PS1. Kind of took off from there. Uh, I meant to be on your previous one about the devastating sports losses, but uh, unfortunately I had to miss that due to E3. Um, I'd say favorite genre is RPG, sports to platformers, pretty much anything. Um, but definitely RPG is the preference. And uh, that, my friends, is what we like to call a segue in the business. ASG mentioned E3, um, which was just this past week or so. Before we delve into that, I just want to establish that ASG627 and Cold Shaker are two of my best friends, and they went to E3 without me. I'm not mad. I just want to establish that early on in the podcast to let you guys know. I'm not bitter or not mad. I don't know if I made that clear. But, um, guys, what did you think? Um, what can you tell people who've never been before? What did you see? What were you excited about out there? And then uh, let us know some of your disappointments, too, because I'm sure you guys had some. He's not mad. <laughs> not at all. Not better. ASG, I'll let you lead a little bit here. Um, I'd say just the experience, kind of just traveling a little bit, going out west, was uh, probably the best benefit. Uh, made a pit stop in Vegas. We'll just pass over that part. Um, but, uh, you know, just seeing all these booths set up, being there while the conferences are going on, seeing like the, the gaming culture was, was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, pretty much just seeing all these gamers out there at one spot. I, I can't remember the amount of people, but, uh, I believe it cleared 60,000 the year before. I don't know the number for this year. Had to be fairly close based on the wait times. So, <laughs> right. Um, that's the one thing I will say. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, I guess. But yeah, just a really cool experience. Something me and uh, Drew, ASG, whatever we want to call him, uh, something we've been doing. I know Bryson's irate right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is something we've talked about since we were kids. Uh, really cool experience. Love new games. Love the announcement of it. We get. Really uh, thrilled. By, did you hear that? That's a storm, people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just something that we came up talking about and enjoying talking about when we got to see these new trailers for new games. So really cool being there for it. Uh, coolest part for me was easily Keanu Reeves. I know uh, mm -hmm. HG wasn't in the building for that, but really cool announcement. That was one of the more exciting things. I think everybody's just trying to gear up for this new system. So a little slower than usual as far as exciting game announcements. But um, I, it was really cool just uh, seeing a different side of nerd. Uh, we're, we're all nerds in our own right. But uh, we definitely saw a different species, you could say. <laughs> 
Definitely. So for uh, for those of us who haven't been, which would be me included, um, how's it set up? Is it just like a big exposition center, different booths? I know, Dave, you are fortunate enough to get into the Microsoft conference. So what's what's the setup like there? Pretty innovative and hands-on all the time or not? Uh, the Microsoft conference itself, really, it's just it's like going to a concert or something. That would be the best way of putting it. You go, you have uh, – it really, this was just general admission, so they let you in. They let you sit at the top uh, if you got the specific ticket that I got. Uh, you just watch the show. Uh, it's just like it is on TV or your computer, whatever you're watching it on. Uh, you see all the same stuff. It's just kind of cool to be there, I guess, with other people cheering on. Uh, as far as the booths and everything, that is accurate at the actual expo. Um it's kind of turning into more of a convention. I know it originally was a trade show, more or less, but uh, definitely become more of a convention, more for the fans. Uh, but really cool, besides the long lines, like I said, um, I really have a tough time telling anybody to go unless you have an industry or media pass where you can kind of bypass some of the lines that ASG and myself went through. I mean, we got there very first thing, jumped in a line, and three hours later, we finally got to the front of it. So just kind of our experience, but I'll let ASG take it a little further. Yeah, just to follow up on that, I told uh, Cole Shaker uh, when I went out there, I wanted to walk around and see the booths, not just the main exhibitors. It was kind of neat to see the different setups of these smaller, um, I don't know how you say, companies, I guess, uh, set up you know, with the merchandise. Uh, obviously, I wanted to pick up a few things just to show I've been out there. Um, just the displays were pretty cool. All the different companies had their merchandise on display, except Square for some reason. I have no idea why they didn't. But, um, yeah, it was just nice to walk around and see all these different booths, setups, and a lot of them had the big screens showing different trailers or their conference as you were walking around. Tried to help with the weight, but not really. Um, I, I definitely agree, unless you have the, what did Nintendo call it, the warp pipe, so you could skip the line. That would have been worth it. Skip uh, the waiting. line, get 45 yeah, right. <laughs> left in the line, yeah. Yeah, right. So, unless you can bypass the line, I really don't recommend it. But um, I, I don't regret it at all, just, you know, going out west. And then, um, like he had said, we had been talking about it since we were in, high school or whatever so it was it was good to get out there I do want to just throw in that Bethesda's trash uh first trash terrible. reference of the day Here it, it was bad it was really bad <laughs> yeah. it's uh hard to stay good forever you know I mean they they had a run I don't know how many times they re-released Skyrim but you can only do that for so many years in systems before you gotta try things and fail like Fallout 76 but it happens, but um, without further ado, we're going to delve into our list now. Um, we're all going to do our top five video games, and we're going to start with number five. But since we are gentlemen sometimes, we will let Chev start with her number five game of all time. Oh, thank you. Um, well, my number five would be Fable, the collection. Um, it was on uh, Microsoft and Xbox games. Um, I like it, personally, for the story and for the fact that you can be good or evil, which I thought was a really cool concept. Um, but basically, it's like the choices the players make in the game affect the perception and reaction to the hero by the characters in Albion. So that's the, the beginner's part of the story, but that's uh, the role-playing game of my choice. 
Number five. Yeah, I played I played Fable. Um, I might have played the second one first and then played the first one afterwards and then the third one. So they all kind of run together in my mind. But I did like that you can carve out your own path. You can be a complete dick or you can be someone of virtue, like a paragon of good. And right. you can also like have like 50 wives or husbands, whatever you want to do. So, you <laughs> right. know, day, day one polygamy, you know, day one right. polygamy over here. Um, but yeah, Fable Fable was good. It was good. It's one of the things that I think carried X, the original Xbox early on, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you know, another one. There's rumors about that coming up. But all right, yeah. Fable, number five. Uh, number next, five. We'll, next we'll go to Cole Shaker. What was your number five? Uh, number five for me... Uh, a lot of debate with this one, but uh, one of the best stories ever in in gaming period. June 2013, The Last of Us. Um, just a gut wrenching, heart wrenching story. Uh, so many ups and downs. Uh, suspenseful, scary, stealth gameplay. Uh, just really haven't experienced something quite like it. Uh, basically, like watching a movie or playing a movie at, at times. But really just hits you right in the feels. And <laughs> that's why I think it uh, kind of stays with me. It's something I played a little more recently, but uh, definitely something that will always stay with me. And I'll always remember. So I uh, didn't buy it when it originally came out on PS3, but I did get it on PS4. There's never been a video game that's given me so much anxiety. Um, so I got it in 2014 on PS4, and there's a part where you have to sneak past these uh, zombie creatures called clickers. They clickers because they make a clicking sound. You can't just run up and shoot them because you don't have any ammo or anything, and it's the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. Like I didn't play it for like four years. It, it really I is. I mean, yeah. you're throwing bricks across a room to distract them, and then they make that screeching noise, and it's it's terrifying and suspenseful. Like I said, you can't. You're afraid to turn around because you might run into one of them. Uh, so you're so focused on what's ahead of you that sometimes it'll it just it surprises you. But it's, that's what kind of adds to the excitement of the game. Yeah. But, yeah. But, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree. The atmosphere helps a lot with, with these games that you consider the best of all time or your favorite. If you can get like immersed in it and it catches you off guard, that's definitely a good a good quality. Yeah, I agree. And, and if, you, like, if you're someone that didn't feel any kind of emotional heartstring playing that game, you aren't a person. You're an android. You're a, ro- you're a Russian bot, basically. Because you, if, if you didn't play it, if you were just watching a friend or a significant other play you could get just as much out of it just from the story like how it's i don't want to ruin too much but you're not a gamer like if you just go on youtube and watch the first 20 to 30 minutes of that you will be changed as to what a video game can really show as far as a story all right so that is cold shakers number five the last of us i will move on to asg627 uh number five fifth I'm just gonna knock my MMO out of out, uh, out of the way. It's uh, Final Fantasy eleven, not fourteen for me. Uh, I played this through the end of high school into the beginning of college, uh, on and off. And then even when I first moved up to Minnesota for a little bit, uh, it was the first MMO I played. Didn't really know how the format of these worked, and then just got lost in it. Uh, obviously, if you knew my playtime, which we're not going to disclose here. Uh, how often did you play? What's your playtime? Out of curiosity, because I don't know. Uh, based on the login time, I'm pretty sure it cleared a year. 
so I was on there pretty much every day. Uh, not healthy, by the way, let me just say that. But uh, played it all the time. Uh, got to know some of the people. Exchanged phone numbers to coordinate the events. It got kind of out of hand in that. But uh, obviously just talking to these people. Uh, the gameplay, which was party-based, was fun. Uh, you had to work as a group to get things done, which is similar to 14, the more modern version. Um, but yeah, that, that's number five for me. Just basically on the uh, <laughs> amount of time spent playing it. Um, so you, you mentioned you like you, you made friends. Obviously, you have to make friends if you're playing any MMO. What got you into trying 11? Was it just the Final Fantasy brand at that point that you're like, yeah, I'll give them a chance because I like other Final Fantasies? Yeah, the name the name says a lot. Then uh, they said online, and I had never really played an online game before. Plus, it was on PC only at the time, so I figured I'd give it a shot, uh, and it just kind of took off from there. And All it was right. right when it came out, so All right, so knew. number five is Final Fantasy XI by ASG627. I guess that would lead to my number five, and my number five is a 2011 uh, Rocksteady ps3 release also came out on 360 but it is batman arkham city um compiling this list i'm sure everyone will mention it's very tough cutting things down to five there are so many great video games and they now i feel like it's gotten to the point where great ones come out all the time like last year was a real banner year um but this game in the interest of full disclosure, Batman is my favorite superhero. Um, I've seen all the movies. I'm up with the comic lore. Um, I even have like the DC Universe Online subscription, which I don't know anyone else that has that, which grants you to watch all the animated movies and read the comics for free and all that. So I love Batman. I have Batman socks on right now. But the good thing about this game it expanded on what Arkham Asylum did. Um, it's an open world. So just a little bit of the backstory. In this game, part of Gotham has become a prison, so thus Arkham City. And uh, one of the modern Batman writers, uh, Paul Dini, actually wrote the um, story for the game. So while you know the Joker is typically the bad guy, and this one also Ra's al Ghul is, there's all sorts of people um, you know, Deadshot, Bane, Clayface, they're all in it. They're not all main, but you can all explore the lore with all of them. Also, the game expanded on the uh, combat system. Now, the Batman games have a similar combat system to some of the earlier Assassin's Creed. Like, you have to time your counter at the right point, and then certain enemies you'll have to disarm and hit. And it made it really fluid and fun. There's also all the gadgets you can use, um, which really, you know, Batman's known as the master detective using these different gadgets to try to figure out how to tackle this uh, opponent or this obstacle really made it fun to me. And Gotham was beautiful. It's as dark and gritty as it's described in the comics and other media. And uh, also the voice acting. Um, Kevin Conroy has always been the voice of Batman animated stuff. And then uh, Mark Hamill of Star Wars fame reprised his role as the Joker. You can't really beat that. So cause sometimes, yeah, sometimes voice acting's a little, you know, People take it for granted, but if you played things like Final Fantasy X, you know, voice acting's important. Trash. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, man. That's a just an amazing game. I, I loved Arkham Asylum. Um, it's a little more compartmentalized than City, um, but City just, yeah, blew it all out of the water. Expansive City, like you said, uh, atmosphere goes a long way in that one, but the gadgets and being able to explore so many characters it was yeah quite the experience 
Okay. Um, so initially I thought we were going to do it in a snake draft, but I'm going to switch it up on the fly. <laughs> so we will go back to Chev for her number four. Okay. Um, for my number four it is going to be Red Dead Redemption. I like both of them. I like number two the best. Um, basically a lot for the story, but mainly because I'm a Western fan. I love Westerns since I was a kid. Um, and because it has stuff like, like shootouts and there's a wanted system, you can horseback ride, um, and hunting, hunting is my favorite part. Um, but you can craft your own things. You can craft your own furniture. Um, but the story is a really good story. So red dead, I recommend highly. So did you, uh, take your horse down the old town road on red dead? Red dead? I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> yes. See me, me, I, um, I own the second one, but I have yet to play it. Um, oh. which probably a spoiler. It's not on the list cause I haven't played it yet, but I have not heard one bad thing about the second one or the first one. Um, or even back to Red Dead Revolver, the original one that started it all. But I know uh, Dave, sorry, Cold Shaker, you've played uh, Red Dead, right? What did you think of it? Uh, it's spectacular. I really can't put into words. The two games combined, easily the greatest experience. If you could throw both games together, I mean, it wouldn't even be a competition, I don't think. But uh, yeah, just <laughs> just amazing. Just uh, escapism at its best you, you just really get away from from life and it, you're just enthralled in the characters it's amazing i'm eager and uh what about the uh, multiplayer have you had any experience with that chev yes uh, i have it's it's somewhat terrifying but somewhat really fun um just because everybody's on their own um most of the time a lot of players when they log in get hogtied immediately which is fun um especially if you know how to deflect it so, oh, well, some people are into hog tying, but that's well, well, that's a different podcast. That may be part of it, but yeah, I'm a ninja, okay. so it can't happen. Okay, okay, ninja. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Red Dead is number four. Cole Shaker, what's your number four? Uh, this for me, uh, combining two huge franchises together, but uh, March 2002, as you all know, I definitely did not play it back then because uh, I just played it this year. But Kingdom Hearts 1 for me. Uh, I'm a huge, huge lover of Disney. Uh, huge. So this game just checks all the boxes for me. Uh, not really, didn't really grow up like ASG and uh, yourself and Chev uh, as far as in the RPG world, but this. Uh, I started to play a little before this, and this kind of took it to another level for me. Challenging boss battles, as Drew, or as ASG, I'm sorry, knows. Uh, I am the first person to ever beat this game. It is that hard. Sometimes. It's the truth. But uh, no, it, it, it's very rewarding game, very rewarding experience. Got a heartwarming and almost like a, a desperation story to uh, element to it. I, I can't say enough like uh this is another game that gets you kind of in the feels but more of a happy uh, i guess will be the way and desperate love uh, story uh in the worlds in it you get to explore disney worlds disney characters and everything's pretty much perfect besides the gummy ship so it's a great game yeah it is yeah. if you ever like initially hearing about it like disney great disney everyone knows disney loves disney 
Final Fantasy, something I love, and you're throwing them together. What an outrageous idea, and it worked perfectly. It's like, you know, trying two toppings on a sandwich you never knew. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it was really good. I played it when it came out. So, um, yeah, I appreciated the time. And then I think I played it again my sophomore year of college. I remember watching Nick watch me play it. But, yeah, the gummy the gummy ship, some people, that's for some people. It wasn't for me either. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts really was a revolutionary idea and we can see it's still going the uh third installment just dropped earlier this year did pretty well the best though (laughs) yeah well the lore can be a little confusing with all the subsequent games that followed and everything but um if you follow the main story sora the main character and his cast of friends donald goofy riku kairi um it's pretty good like they said he sees dead people too though so uh, well, hey, and you know what the best thing about it? It kept Haley Joel Osment relevant because he hasn't been in a movie since probably AI. Yeah, yeah I mean, he probably has. But... Now he's back in TV, though. He's back. Oh, is he? Yeah. Isn't his, I've seen him somewhere. Isn't his sister like more famous than him now? Not to get off topic. But I think that's a year. Honestly, never heard of her. <laughs> probably. Hannah okay. Montana, right? Nah, nah. <laughs> no. All right. I will say one other thing: the the soundtrack in Kingdom Hearts too. That's that's another thing that I should definitely mention. That goes a you know far away in games, and that's that that is a killer one across series. Really, across series. Music is very important, in my opinion, as well. That's a big part of my number one. So, ooh, that's what we call a tease. But moving on, uh, ASG. What is your number four? Uh, my four is, of course, another RPG. I'm going to go with Tales of Vesperia. I uh, played that when it a little after it came out, 2008-2009 range. Um, a big part for me is, is the character development, and actually it goes back to what you said about uh, Batman, The Beach. Um, the, the voice acting in that, in that game was very good. Well, they know I'm Bryson, so there's really no mystery, but... Yeah, you're right. Uh, the voice acting in that game is very good, and there is a ton of dialogue in that game and in the Tales games in general. So that was a big thing for me. Um, just, you know, not just the story. I didn't really think the story was that strong, but just how the characters all interacted with each other was good. Uh, the gameplay is a little different. It's uh action RPG, I guess you could say. Um, you can play as, I believe it's six, seven, or eight different characters, you know, differently. Uh, they all have completely different styles, so you can change up how you play each time you go through. Um, a big thing for me is replayability. I played through it at least three times. It was the first game I got a thousand points in on Xbox, so that, I don't know, says enough in itself. Um, and obviously to play through it that amount, you know, that many times, there's a lot to do in the game, which is a big thing. Uh, personally, I've never played it, but um, as I mentioned early on, uh, Drew and I've been roommates on several occasions, and I can speak to how into the game he is. You know, just being in his room grinding on the game, and he, he's mentioned it several times. Like I say, he's played through several times. So, uh, replayability is a big thing for a lot of people. Um, that just shows that you can do different things in the game and he mentioned the character work so it's not always brands that drive people to see or play something that's a big thing with the movies this summer like there's a lot of brand names out there but there's not a lot of character driven stuff so the characters can 
hold up, you know, something where it's a lackluster or basic story. So um, I think we'll probably see some more of that mentioned with some of our list too. But uh, Drew's number four, Tales of Asperia. Uh, my number four, um, it would probably be number one if it hadn't have come out last year. I just got to give it, you know, you got to let it simmer a little bit, give it some time. But it is 2018 PlayStation 4 exclusive, God of War. Um, now I've played all the other previous ones. And basically, Kratos, the main character, I think everyone knows that he's pretty one dimensional. He, you know, he gets screwed over by the Greek gods. And he's pretty much revenge, 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 kill, kill, kill. This game was all about transformation for me. So the gameplay went from a hack and slash, pretty much just hit, hit buttons, hit buttons, level up, hit buttons. Um, Kratos went from, like I said, the one dimensional, I want revenge, kill everything. He's a dad in this. I'm sure if you're a gamer and you've seen all the memes, hey, boy, hey, boy, about his son, Atreus. Um, this game showed a lot of growth in him. You know, he has to have this kid follow him around, and he's this gruff, you know, old-school, hardened, Spartan warrior. And as the game develops, him and his son really, really develop a relationship. He sees some of his old mistakes um, by looking at his son, his innocence, and trying to learn. And it helps him grow, like it, like I said, with The Last of Us, like if you just sat and watched someone play this and watch the story, even if you hadn't seen any of the other God of Wars, you could appreciate it. It would uh, tug at your heart. Um, initially, when the game was announced, I think it was E3 maybe two or three years ago, they short showed the first trailer and they showed it was going to move from Greek mythology to Norse mythology. I rolled my eyes because Vikings seem to be like the move right now. You had this game, the show Vikings, Thor's popular, and the next Assassin's Creed even is going to deal with uh, – you know, Viking kind of stuff, Norse, Norse mythology. I would have preferred Egypt, but once I got into the game, I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Um, the cast of characters from Witch to the to the bad guy and the ending um, is done really well, and the ending leaves you wanting more, and they still have so much to expand. Um, not going to say what gods he already came in touch with, but there's so much more to explore um, with the Norse mythology. As for the gameplay, it's action RPG now other than hack and slash. And um, it's not super difficult, but they offer like side things, these things called Valkyries, which are hella difficult. Um, I'm sure uh, Dave can speak to some of them. There's eight of them. I didn't beat them all. And uh, maybe I'll go back one day. The other thing about this game, it didn't have any DLC. But it didn't need it. Um, it covered everything. Open world, action RPG, challenging side bosses. Um, so uh, my number four is God of War. It might be number one if you ask me in a couple of years. But yeah. you guys have anything to add? Sorry, man. It's actually Cole Shaker, not not Dave. Um, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Just, but uh, no, I mean, everything you said is absolutely true. It didn't need DLC. There's so much of the game I did not play and I finished the game. Uh, but I could go back and play that for another 30 hours, I'm sure, uh, of just extra content. The Valkyries, most terrifying thing ever. Uh, accidentally ended up on one of those. 20 seconds later, I was dead. Uh, so that kind of tells you how that goes. Uh, but just the storytelling at its best. Really, this and Last of Us, as far as complete storytelling, uh, the best I've ever played. I'll just chime in that I never played God of War and it got so, the reviews were so good that I picked it up, played it a little bit, didn't beat it, but I may go back to it one day. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. What did you so, think? Short stint. Go ahead. Hmm. What What did you think in your short stint? I mean, it's a it's a third person action RPG. It's kind of over the shoulder like Tomb Raider, Gears of War. So 
can't go wrong with that. I just I don't I don't know. I didn't have the motivation at the time to finish it. He'll be back. You're right. Yeah, I'm I was just emotionally invested because Kratos. But uh, yeah, so that was my number four. So Chevron 07. What's your number three? Um, all right. So my number three is called uh, it's a PC game called Aeon, um, which was I think started in early 2000s, but it's basically this MMORPG world of um, kind of like angels and demons. Um, you choose one side of angels or another side of angels, which are good or bad, um, depending on what you want to be, depends on their appearance. Um, but meanwhile, the, the main reason why I really love the game is the, the character creation, which is a really big part of my number one as well. But because I love the detail that you can be, you cannot look like anyone else really, really attracts me to the game. Um, the storyline is good. Uh, they could probably use a little help with it, but um, everything else, uh, the game-wise, the water looks so real. It looks so good. Um, but yeah, for, for its appearance and for its uh, character customization, Aeon is my number three. So uh, how how much did you play on Aeon? I, I'll be honest, most of the games you guys mentioned, I'm a little familiar so I can like talk into the next person. I do not know what Aeon is, so I'm going to dig more, find out more well, about it. Aeon um, wasn't technically released to the public for free um, until about 2012. Um, but I probably played, gosh, maybe in-game, probably, I don't know. 162 days in game so that's a long time at least for me uh but uh it was definitely a beautiful game to play i really enjoyed it and did you play as a black mage <laughs> no uh i played as a wizard uh i there was not a black mage option same thing but so close, same close. thing sorceress yeah, okay. <laughs> that's something that goes really far away because i mean the reason we a lot of people play games or i mean most really if you think about it is to kind of escape from real world so when you can kind of make a character your own and no one else can touch it be the same that's that's another experience all in itself right i'll just kind of okay. chime in on it's kind of why final fantasy 11 was big is back in in high school early college i wasn't very social so that was a way for me to be different i guess so i can i can understand that point that's cute. Ah, number three. <laughs> number number three. Coal Shaker was your number three. Thank you for calling me by my real name. Uh, Super Mario World. Uh, let's jump right to it. SNES, August '91. Did I play it at three years old? Highly doubtful. Uh, but I. This is one of the first games I ever played. I remember playing with my brother in the basement. That's where his room was, and that's the only games I ever got. I had to sneak down there when he was away to play the SNES. So this a lot of nostalgia. Also, I, I I really think just looking at this game and the other games around it, this just took games to another level. The color, the environments, the worlds—they were all different. Uh, they all the gameplay was really the same, which has always been great in Mario. They have figured out it's very simplistic, to where uh, youth could pick it up, a elderly person could pick it up, really anybody in between. It's a platform jumper, and in, you know with all everything else thrown out it's a platform jumper but very simple but the worlds that it created were other levels like i said the colors were never done before that arts was on an just 
never seen before. So really took it to the next level and the soundtrack. I mean, we as a society are still humming that in our heads every day. If you've played this game, it's just, it's just a great game. It really is. It seems like every time um, there's a new system upgrade from like Nintendo to super um, GameCube, Wii, whatever, it seems like whoever's in charge of Mario always raises their game. Each time there's a, there's a new system. I actually didn't know that that game came out in 91. So I definitely didn't play it when I was three either. Um, and I was always a Sega guy, but whenever I would have a friend go over to their house and they had a Super Nintendo, I would, you know, try to, you know, get them to put it on so I could play. And like you said, the music, like do 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 do, do like it's it's catchy. And then like riding around yeah, on the ocean yeah. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mario music's iconic, except for whatever music they use in that crappy movie. You could you could say, you could say trash now. It should not that. be spoken. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do any of you all have? I know we've all probably played Super Mario at some point, that version specifically. Uh, yeah, no, uh, for me, uh, not so much on my main list, but my honorable mentions. Uh, I, I gamed a lot with my grandpa, actually. We were pretty close through that. The SNES was the big one. Uh, we played a lot of Mario. We played a lot of Donkey Kong platformers that you could kind of pass the control um so that was a big part of my childhood and then con even connecting with family uh, as a younger child but super mario was definitely on my honorable mentions it did not make the cut though okay all right so that will lead us right to you asg627 what's your number three game of all time uh, I'm, I'm throwing it back too though i'm going uh smash brothers not the new ones but 64 um bryson as you know the, the flea market was a big part of my childhood, middle school years. Um, we would gather around in this one booth and play Smash Brothers every weekend. Um, even at the, the young teen years, putting money on these matches, uh, playing every weekend. So there was, there was motivation to be good. And then sometimes it even got a little heated. But uh, the Smash Brothers 64, you know, it's a party game. Everybody played it, even the modern ones. Everyone knows what Smash Brothers is. Um, you really can't go wrong there. It's just 64 is probably the one I played the most, and I don't even think it's really close, to be honest. Pika, Pika. Yeah, Smash Brothers, like it, like Kingdom Hearts almost, it's almost a ridiculous concept as someone described it to you before you played it. We're going to take a bunch of Nintendo's favorite sons and daughters, shout out to Samus, and we're going to put them in a battle arena based on different games and have them fight. It's so ridiculous, but it's such a great game. Um, the 64 one, I'm not a big of a fan because my man Link cannot jump back. If he gets knocked off the level, it's over. He's not the best character anyway, but you know, I just always like Zelda games and Link. Um, all of them are great. Um, fighting games are sort of hard to quantify for best games of all time, but I don't think Smash Brothers is one you can really argue with um, ahead of its time. PlayStation even tried their own version of it, if y'all remember that. Um, Trash. Oh, yeah, what was it called? I don't remember the name of PlayStation it. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale or something. Yeah, there you go. And uh, it didn't do as well, but that just shows, just shows what an innovative idea that was at the time that one of their biggest rivals would try to emulate that and fail miserably. Yeah. All right. So I guess that will take us to my number three. Uh, this is a handheld game um, from fall 2000 on the Game Boy Color. 
it is Pokemon Gold and we'll say slash silver. Now I had gold, so that's why I'm putting gold there. Um, people, you know, how cute Pokemon are and how popular they are. People forget it. it's an RPG at the core. It is an RPG. Level up, get new moves. That's what it is. Um, I had a tough time picking this one over yellow. Um, the first uh, Game Boy Color I got was actually the Pokemon Yellow Special Edition. Um, it has like Pikachu around the screen and everything. It was real, cu- real cute, real cute. Um, but funny story. So Pokemon, Drew and I, sorry, ASG67 and I, when we were little, we used to go to each other's houses and we would do this thing. His dad would take us to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. You millennial, you young millennials probably don't know what that is. Um, we would rent movies. We'd each Friday. get a six. Yeah, Friday. I introduced you to that. Um, we used to get a, a six pack of like sodas, uh, Mountain Dew for one of us, Pepsi for one of us. That probably helped contribute to my diabetes. Thanks, uh, Scott Gray out there. Um, but we would do that and we would start at like seven or eight and we'd each start a new game on either gold and silver, red or blue. And every hour we would stop and battle. Um, and we run concurrent. Like if Drew had a Beedrill, I had a Butterfree. You know, one of us has a Charmander, the other has a Squirtle. Um, not to get sappy, but that kind of kind of plays into it. Um, also, with gold and silver, it expanded so much. It was the Johto and Kanto region. Uh, introdu- it introduced 100 new Pokemon. At that point, the show was still chugging. Well, I still watch it. The show still chugging along, apparently. Um, my voice just cracked like I was 12. But anyway... Um, yeah. So it expanded. Um, so I got to learn about all these new Pokemon. I could still keep track of them because I could I could tell you the first 151 up and down. I used to have a poster on the back of my door when I was a kid. And then other things with it, like it made bus rides to school a lot more fun. I'd pull out my Game Boy. I had my link cable in my backpack. I even had a light to put over my uh, Game Boy in case it was dark. I had all the accessories. Um, and it made me really appreciate the power of batteries because those batteries are rubbing you know, would go out really quick. So I'm like, had all these self-made remedies, like pulling them out, rubbing them together, thinking it'll last five more minutes. It didn't. And uh, the other good thing was my little brother had silver while I had gold and he's seven years younger than me. So he didn't really know what was going on at the time. Now he can beat me in any video game, which kind of sucks. So after I beat gold, I'd go into his room, take his Game Boy, plug it up to mine, trade all his good Pokemon to me. So I really was the very best that there ever was. Like, no one ever was. Thank you. <laughs> so, Pokemon Gold slash Silver on the Game Boy Colors, my number three. Uh, now we're going to move on to everyone's numero deux. So, uh, Chev, what's your number two? My number two um, is going to have to be Bioshock. Um, I really like it uh, because of the adventure, and it was honestly the first game that uh, I, I, I was actually creeped out. I was. It was definitely very... I don't know, just eerie. Um, it could have been because of the time frame, um, the, or the like biopunk theme that they had going on. But um, it also reminded me a lot of Resident Evil. Shout out to Resident Evil fans, but um, which was definitely also a good series. Um, but definitely uh, for the creepiness, the unique setting, it had an immersive environment, um, and honestly, it also had. Um, you can make moral choices. So by saving or killing someone, um, which was also really cool uh, in that aspect. But yes, Bioshock for number two. Would you kindly? Yeah. For some, for, for some reason, 
I never played them. I don't know why. I remember living with Drew. He absolutely loved them. I know um, Cole Shaker spoke highly of the Bioshock series. Um, seeing, was it the, the Big Daddies or the machines yep. you're in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I remember my brother having them and like having them in a stack to play. I just never got to them. But from what I've seen, the worlds are really beautiful. Even the very first one, the underwater worlds. Um, there's a story twist in the first one. Like, you know, would you kindly? Um, yeah. which I'm aware of, even though I've never played them. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but they're pretty popular. Um, so what what about you two? Have you guys, what's your experience with yeah. Bioshock? Um, I've, beaten, I've beaten all three, actually, and I've recently, well, not recently, but I bought the, I guess, remasters for the Xbox One. Plan to replay them, so I definitely agree. It's definitely a top-tier series. I, I think that plays into the environment thing again, too. That's, you just kind of get immersed in that environment, so definitely agree. Not to steal any thunder, obviously, just dropped because power outage laid on the storm here, but uh, apologize, I'm back. Uh, I'm guessing someone said Bioshock, huh? Yep. Which Bioshock? one? Uh, the first one's my favorite, by Good. far. That was your number two, correct? Huh? And that was your number two, correct? Yes, number two. Well, this is going to be a really easy transition, guys, because the number two. I have Bioshock from August of 2007. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look at Cole Shake. You're already with the segues on his first episode. What a professional. Right. And it's just, and I, I'm, I apologize. Like I said, I just dropped there because of power outage, but i um, back now. So I didn't really hear what you guys said, but I'm sure it's a lot of the same. The mystery, the intrigue, the, the, yeah. the environment alone is probably the most unique environment I've ever played in. Uh, it's pleasing to the eye. It's different. Never seen anything like it. I mean, an underwater city. <laughs> essentially yeah. i mean that is what it is uh but it there's so much mystery to it you I mean you start the game uh all spoilers aside uh, you start the game with you know basically a plane crash you're you're stranded on a at a lighthouse so that's kind of how the game starts and you really have no idea what's going on uh and there's twists and turns along the way i heard you mention it bryson that even you know it you never played the game gameplay i thought one of the most <laughs> unique experiences as well uh the weapons and the plasmids together uh, just a whole new you know dynamic to gaming for me um i haven't played a lot of those a lot of the fantasy games growing up as much as you, you all have especially with the rpgs and stuff but the weapons and the plasmids together left and right hand uh, really a whole new dynamic and just a really cool game just, pleasing to the eye and just a fun ride really is so like I mentioned, I haven't played them, but what's the what's the music like? Is it sort of like a 50s old school feel with the music under the city and everything? They do have... Orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. Which I enjoy as well. So it might maybe even a little further back, a lot of 20s and stuff like that in there. So, uh, yeah, really good soundtrack as well. Thanks for bringing that up. Really good. All right. So uh, number two for Chev and Cole Shaker, Bioshock. So number two, ASG627, what's up? I'm going with the first Borderlands, uh, staying kind of in the shooter element. Um, it, it's kind of rare to find the the loot and shoot co-op four-player game you can play with other people. Uh, the the cel-shaded graphics were kind of a thing, too. Uh, it kind of plays into the environment thing again. Um, you know, you're in the wasteland trying to save whatever i don't even remember the story to be honest but um with with the looting you can uh 
play it for however long and it's everything's still new you're just trying to improve your character people have tried to copy it i feel kind of like with destiny and the anthems and stuff like that uh the the humor in, the, in these types of games are second to none uh and it kind of plays into the rpg thing too because you can develop your character however you want it to be uh, but for me, mainly, it was the, it's the co-op factor. And obviously, this group, we're going to be playing Borderlands 3, I would imagine. So, obviously, it has to be a pretty good game if, if all four of us are on the same page here. If you'll have me. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just, just to add, uh, the story of Borderlands, you are a vault hunter. You're going to unlock a secret treasure in a vault. Not It doesn't need to be that deep, because like you said, it's... It's absolutely ridiculous and over the top, but not enough to turn you off. It works. The characters are all hilarious. They have funny names. Um, and you can be anybody. You can be a ver- various different characters. You can be someone like me who has to depend on a turret because I suck at shooters. You can be a sniper character with a bird. You can be someone that can shadow walk. I uh, forget the fourth character. Um, that's an option in the first game. But um, I have beat it on two systems, as says my achievements. Um, the first time I heard about it, I wasn't sure because I'm not that good at shooters at all. Um, so don't ask me to play Call of Duty with you because I'm not even going to buy it. Um, but uh, there's a guy at work that talked my head off about the PC version. Um, his name was called Broadway and talked my head off about it and talked my head off about it. So I went and bought it on PS3 and I loved it. And then um, later, uh, you know, Drew had it and uh, we played when we were roommates with one of our other roommates and the other ones I've loved just as much except for the handsome Jack pre-sequel. It was, it was all right, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to add in plus that ain't no rest for the wicked. Perfect song for the game. Yeah. For the commercial. <laughs> so shout out to the advertising on that. <laughs> and that is a uh, 2k, right? 2k studios did Borderlands. Yep. Okay. So they can do more than basketball. And uh, <laughs> so my number two is um, Mass Effect 3. And I know, oh, my God, the ending wasn't decisive enough. Ah. Um, sometimes it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Now, Mass Effect, the first two I didn't play initially. Um, actually, I borrowed the first two and Drew and I were roommates, and I got super sucked in. So his game your game whoever plays it they will all be different there's no way it will be the same so basically um the main character is called commander shepherd now you can customize it which probably has uh, chev a little excited over there hearing about customization but yes. <laughs> so in this version it is commander bryce shepherd um you go out into the galaxy you meet all different races and it's really innovative because you build relationships with the people on your team. You can be total jerks to them. Um, you can be friendly with them. You can even fall in love with a few of them to unlock different achievements. In the very first game, there's this decision where you have to kill one of two characters. So um, in my game, I kept the character named Ashley alive. In Drew's game, he kept a guy named Caden alive. So by the time the third game comes around, you know, we, we're already experiencing different stuff there. And the second game, you know, a lot of characters can die off. The third name is the culmination of it. The writing itself had an end of days feel. The bad guys, the Reapers, I can still hear the sound in my head. It's like, mm. you just know some bull crap is about to happen when you hear them. Stuff's about to pop off. And no game where you can pick to play good or evil. Have I ever, at least the first time I've played, just decided to be a bad guy? Like games like Infamous. Like I always play as a good guy first and then go back to get the bad guy achievements. This game weighed on you so much in the third game. There's a point where I decided to go renegade. 
uh, the, the options pop up, hit L trigger, R trigger, R trigger, R trigger is evil. There's a distinctive point where there's this politician that keeps screwing you over. I had to hit the R trigger and shoot him. You know, that's just a story of Bryce Shepard out there. And as far as um, intergalactic uh, stories and adventures go, Mass Effect, greater than um, Star Wars, greater than Starship Troopers. Uh, that's, a re- that's a hot take. I'll put the Jamaican air horde on the post. But um, it's good. The lore, the lore is all there. Like, you can go and do side stuff and read about all these different races, their history. Um, the developers did a really good job of building up these worlds. Um, like I said, the ending... A lot of people don't like because there's three different choices and no matter which one you pick it really they're all kind of the same but like i said the whole story in the third one just building up which you've built up to going through all these hardships trying to finally take down this enemy you've heard back since the first game and mass effect 3 also added in a multiplayer which is kind of cool and they also have a uh, guest appearance from astronaut buzz aldrin now, whether you believe he landed on the moon or something, that's a different one. But it's cool to have a famous astronaut in the post credit scenes. But uh, my number uh, three is Mass Effect 3. Um, so anyone else have anything to add? I know you... Two, Bryson. Two? Uh, yeah, but third, third's the ending. So that's why I picked it over. Game or something? No, one two. Oh, my number two is Mass yes. Effect 3. Yeah. 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 All these... All these numbers, I should just pick and All right, so that means we're going to get something. to everyone. We're going to get to everyone's number ones. Um, but before we do that, um, since this isn't a list that everyone's going to know what everyone's number one is, so there might be a lot of suspense. Mine could be Zelda. Mine could be Mario Kart. It could be whatever. So before everyone does their number one, can you just throw out some honorable mentions? You had a tough time cutting off your top five, and then introduce your number one. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Old Chev over there. Um, okay, so a few of my honorable mentions. Um, one of them would be City of Heroes, City of Villains. It was a PC game uh, from NCSoft um, where it was an MMORPG, yet again, uh, where people created... I see super- a trend. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could create a superpowered player or a superhero and team up with other superheroes to fight crimes, fight monsters... Um, you can get in various gangs and organizations if you were a villain. Um, and of course, the character cu- customization, you could build your entire outfit, you could look different than, than most other players. So it was a, a, pretty, a pretty large background story um, with a bunch of different side stories like any RPG. But um, it was definitely, definitely an honor- honorable mention uh, to put on there, as well as kind of going back a little bit, I'm going to throw in another one, uh, Chrono Trigger, which was Square Enix on the Super Nintendo. Um, it was a great story, and the length of the game was really good for its time. Um, but it was uh, de- first developed in Japan. Uh, it, it, of course, it was, you know, 2-bit, 8-bit, whatever bit, but um, it was a really good game. So those are my shout-outs. Do yeah, I move Chrono, on? Chrono Trigger was a great game. Yeah. Do I move on to my number one? Yep. All right. So my number one, of course, is Final Fantasy XIV, Square Enix. Um, I have played that game for a very long time. Uh, it's I've been on and off for about five, six years. So I couldn't technically say how long in-game that is. Um, but I am super excited for the next <clears throat> release, which I think is coming soon. I think September. Oh, actually, but... July 2nd. July 2nd. Oh, okay. 
Nice. So even sooner. Um, but it is uh, an MMORPG where you can create different races, different classes. Um, and of course, Black Mage, number one, till I die. So I love it. So I. She is the best Black Mage. I've played it. I've had the the great opportunity to play with Chev. She is the best black mage. Um, she's very knowledgeable about the game. There's a lot of times she and another gentleman uh, named Mecro, they really helped me out in it. Um, Drew pitched it to me playing Final Fantasy 14 years ago. But as I've mentioned on another podcast, I'm a very petty person. And because he bailed on me on Elder Scrolls Online, I just decided not to. But when I finally got to play it, it was great. Um, I haven't really done too many MMOs myself. Um, Fallout 76, that was the first one I ever played. It would have been the worst. But um, Final Fantasy <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 pays, definitely pays homage to all the other Final Fantasies in the, yeah. in the game with the races, the abilities. Um, I'm not patient or skilled enough to do anything like being a healer, so I just played as a DPS. Um, but it was it was really fun, and there's a lot to do. Um, there's already been what two two or three expansions, and the third or fourth one is this next one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, if you had to guess on how many hours you played, what would you say? Uh, I think the last time I checked, it was around 634 days. Yeah. So take that ASG Final Fantasy. Oh, <laughs> I'm gone. So, so it's it's definitely justified it's, that that's your number one. It's at least two years. <laughs> yeah. You might and, like. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's your um other than like the customization? What's your other favorite part about the games? Anything? Um, I love the graphics. Um, <laughs> I was definitely a big uh, player of WoW, World of Warcraft, and um, it it by far breaches the the appearance and the the customization, the the glitz and glam, if you will, of um, of wanting to play an RPG. It's just, it's really pretty to look at for those girls out there that like cute things. It's cute, real cute. What if I what if I like cute things? I can't I can't like cute things. Guys and girls alike, it's cute. 2019, okay, <laughs> I can be cute too. Right. <laughs> totes adorbs. But yep, yep. Totes it adorbs. is totes adorbs. Especially make a little cute black mage with wings like Chef. That's right. Like me. Yeah. Hey. So Final Fantasy 14. Number one. I recommend it if you haven't played. It's on PC, PS4, and is it on is it on Xbox as well? That's a good question. I don't think, I, no, it's not, it's apparently. Okay, I see people shaking their head. I haven't caught up to the world yet. Yeah, but, but, but it is cross-platform with a PC and a PlayStation game, which is pretty cool. Correct. Which yes. more studios would do. So that is Chev's list. Now, uh, Mr. Cole Shaker, if we could get your honorable mentions in your number one, people are dying to hear this. Yeah, I bet they are. Uh, actually, honorable mentions, one of the first games I'll talk about is uh, a game I'm in, currently playing. I'm halfway through uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Uh, just to great script and story very identifiable uh, identifiable characters um i'm just amazed it, I, I can't believe i haven't played this before i know everybody else is gonna laugh at me because you all have i'm sure but um it, it's <laughs> it really is amazing and just uh more in-depth storytelling experience than i've ever experienced uh well but but um some other ones that really were close to making super mario kart uh, just my favorite racer uh, that and Pod Racer uh, for the '64, uh, and the Star Wars Pod Racer, just great racers. 
Uh, Street Fighter 2, to me, it's the best fighting game there ever was, ever will be. Uh, my favorite char characters, especially from fighting games, are in that game. Uh, Blanca, uh, definitely, definitely my favorite character. Uh, Portal, uh, another thing, just captivating. I, I played it all in one sitting. It was like three and a half, four hours, so not a really long game. I stayed up till 2 a.m. I, I could not put it down. Uh, easily the most genius concept uh, and simple, really, uh, but just really genius and fun to play. Innovative would be the word. Uh, some other ones, GoldenEye 007. Uh, that's still, just, that really set the mark for shooters. Uh, still one of the best ones. A lot of the things that it did hold up today. And the fact that it, you know, had James Bond in it, I think it made it an easier transition for most people. You have to introduce it and stick with it, kind of like Halo. But that was an identifiable character. So I think that one helped that one along. But just great gameplay and multiplayer really uh, set the groundwork for today. Um, and Vice City, uh, sound, uh, soundtrack backdrop for that one, GTA, it's Probably my favorite GTA. There have been better. Uh, don't get me wrong, especially the most recent one. It's just an over-the-moon game. But this soundtrack and the backdrop for that one was just a fun time and something we haven't really seen in video games. And another one I really had trouble cutting was Luigi's Mansion. I know Chev's a big uh, fan as well. But uh, I don't think a lot of people respect it enough because uh, it's not Mario. It'd be my, my thing. But unique gameplay. You have a vacuum. It's not something I remember ever playing before. Uh, just get so, to be a ghost. Are you saying you, that you Mario is Kim Kardashian and Lu Mario's Kim Kardashian, Luigi's just Chloe? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oh. Turn off the lights and turn Chloe to Kim. My girl Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just gonna get the love. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, but okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll pass that on to my number. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. It's gonna oh. be lit. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be amazing though. Let's just be for real. But anyways, for real, Red Dead Redemption. I know me and Chef have a few similarities here, but uh, Red Dead Redemption One is mine. Or yeah, it's mine. Not two. Two was amazing. Don't get me wrong. It took everything one did and and went to another level with it. Still, the most captivating game <laughs> to play because you can take two steps off of the path and you're gonna see something new. I don't think I'll ever see everything in Red Dead 2. Uh, Red Dead 1, though, it, it started all that. Uh, and it, for me, it was the biggest escape I've ever played through as far as from life. Uh, you're really by yourself a lot in that game, just wandering this uh, beautiful western landscape. Uh, and some rocks are done amazing job on. Uh, it's, you know, landscapes and cities. This one was just an open... Just very open Western style game, which is pleasing to the eye and uh, just fun to experience alone. Uh, but it never made cutting up plants and animals so much fun. Uh, if you ever play this game, you know what I'm talking about. But that's, I mean, collecting plants and animals. And for some reason, that is just a blast. Um, but it all comes down to, you know, it's an imperfect character that you grow to love. It's just a very standard story i mean you see it in the sopranos and stuff these aren't good people he's not a good person he has a lot of good stuff in him but he's not a good person to lead um but that's that's something that they did a really good job about telling a story where you felt compassionate for him and you wanted to stick with him till the end 
Um, and it also had very favorite uh, favorite video game moments. Uh, the first time you cross the bridge over into Mexico, there's uh, music playing. And it's probably a load screen after uh, hearing that Project Scarlet uh, announcement. <laughs> it's probably a load screen going across this bridge. But uh, just a moment. It's beautiful. The moment is just you're seeing you're about to see a new world in a, in a game that's already new to you. Um, and that's, you know, I feel bad for not saying Red Dead 2 because it really does take it to another level. But I think with Red Dead 2, you're with a group of bandits, essentially. And uh, to me, this one's uh, is something you take on alone. Uh, it's a little more gratifying experience. Okay, so it seems like uh, Red Dead's pretty popular amongst our group. So maybe I should, should finally get off, get get off my <laughs> yeah. ass and finally uh, finally play it. It is installed the second one. Um, yeah, I did, the first one. Yeah, I did see at least in Red Dead Revolvers like on sale right now on PlayStation Network. So maybe one summer off to set out like three months and play all of them. But I feel like Red Dead Two would take forever. But sometimes yeah, that's good. Will. That's good. <laughs> So that is Cole Shaker's number one, his list. And now we will go to uh, ASG627. What's your honorable mentions and what's your number one? I'll just kind of go over the honorables really quick. A lot of them have been mentioned already. Final Fantasy VII, uh, Kingdom Hearts One. I included two on mine, uh, Pokemon. These are all pretty tough to, to not include Super Mario World. Uh, I'll also include Final Fantasy X. I uh, played through a couple times, Chrono Trigger, uh, a couple of the Dragon Quest games, uh, Persona 4, um, very traditional RPG, but very good, turn-based, story-driven, uh, Platformers, Mega Man X, the first one, uh, played that one a ton, uh, then Donkey Kong Country, which probably the second one, but... Uh, I played that a lot with my grandpa again, goes back to that. Um, and then even the new ones have been really good. So for my number one, probably not a big surprise to you guys, but Final Fantasy IX came out in 2000. Um, the, the characters and how they grew throughout the game was a big point for me. Uh, pretty, pretty standard in my list, I guess, for the non-party games. Uh, the, the story was well written, I thought. The, the tone stayed pretty steady. Uh, good environment. I like how they threw it back to the original games. Uh, the pacing, I never felt like anything was rushed. Unlike anyone that's played uh, Xenogears and other old RPG, they kind of flew through the second, get, uh, the second disc on that one. Uh, and then back to actually what uh, Jeb mentioned was the music. It's probably my favorite game soundtrack out there. Uh, there's a moment in the, in the third disc, which means nothing now because you can download it digitally. But um, actually, I'm not going to say anything because uh, Cold Shaker's got to play through it. But uh, oh, it's okay. Spoil stuff. You're, you're a gentleman <laughs> and a scholar, unlike this guy. I'll, uh, <laughs> just just when you're like two thirds of the way through the game, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, probably some of my favorite music from video games, and uh, obviously. The Black Mage, Vivi, is my favorite character in, in gaming. If you've seen my uh, PS4 avatar and, and the little plush thing that I have. Uh, it just kind of hits all the points for me. Story, character, music, environment, uh, replayability. I played through it, I believe, four times. Uh, PS1, uh, PC last year, and then I replayed it a couple times in between. So 
it was a pretty easy choice for number one for me. So, uh, actually, shout out free plug for Final Fantasy. You can find all this great music on Spotify now for all the games. Yeah. So, and my my second question is, um, who's the better black mage, ASG or Chef? Oh, we'll have to find out. Drew's off the Battle. Who, who's the blackest of the mages? <laughs> Definitely me, then. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but yeah, I, I played Final Fantasy Nine. It was um, it was a good uh, deviation from Seven and Eight, who have these um, captivating but very emo main characters, uh, Zidane or Zidane, however you pronounce it. Since you know it was text, you don't really know what they said. Um, he was very up, upbeat, and I mean, of course, every character is going to go through their ebbs and flows and story, but he was more relatable. He wasn't this whiny guy. Like I think Cloud and Squall were, um, which point. was good, to a point, yeah. And uh, for you kids out there, Drew mentioned multiple discs. You really don't have to worry about that anymore. But um, back in the day, you know, the PS One couldn't quite fit everything on one disc. They weren't Blu-rays, so you would get to a point where the game would tell you, "Please insert disc two or disc three or disc four. So, um, oh, shout so out to you. Fancy submarine, so. Yeah, well, Red disc. Red Dead was two disc, I guess, but yeah. Hell yeah. But most of the time nowadays, you won't ever have to worry about more than one disc because you can just download the update or whatever for it. So, yeah, something something uh, you you kids won't know, but <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> that is ASG six two sevens list, uh, which will lead me to the culmination and ending of my own. Uh, so first, my honorable mentions. Um, as you probably picked up every time someone mentions a Final Fantasy game, I have something to say because I played every single one of them except. 11 so um one through 15 as of right now um but my honorable mention my favorite story of all of them was final fantasy 10 um it was the first one released on the ps2 first time you know there was voice acting in it they didn't get it completely right but i uh, i really liked the story dealt with religion and xenophobia to an extent and there's a twist at the end I won't ruin that for Dave. Uh, another um, honorable mention, Last of Us, like I, I mentioned earlier, just the story. Like, if that story doesn't touch you, you are a heartless bastard. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> another series I really like, Assassin's Creed. Now, I have not played Origins or Odyssey. They are both sitting on top of my Xbox right now. But my favorite one so far was Black Flag. It was very expansive, and, and like Dave mentioned on Red Dead, you like killing the animals. I love killing the animals on Black Flag, like harpooning a whale, um, shooting like a, a panther, and using their pelts and skins to build stuff. Sorry, PETA. Cancel me if you want. Um, <laughs> Su- Super Smash Brothers Melee, I believe that's the GameCube version. Um, that's my favorite one. I think it really stepped it up. I mean, all of them are great, and they keep getting better, but I didn't have a GameCube. My little brother did, so I remember like because like I said, I'm seven years older, like bullying him to make me play um, and beating him. Now he can beat me at everything. So it's kind of kind of lame. Uh, screw Brian. And my last honorable mention is another recent one. Horizon Zero Dawn, another PlayStation exclusive. Um, they did really a great job of building up the lore and backstory for this game, um, which you can really delve into. And it, it, it's challenging. You get a number of gadgets, so there's not one way to play it. You can play it a number of ways, but it was a uh, Pretty tough to leave off. Can't wait for a second one someday. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, for the best list, my list, the number one, The Witcher 3. That's right. 
Xbox One came out in 2015, action RPG. Um, it is based on the Polish works of, I'm going to screw this guy's name up, fantasy writing of Andrzej uh, Sapkowski. I probably messed up his name. Sorry, Ms. Sapkowski, Mr. Sapkowski. But um, so there's two previous installments. I never played them. Um, that's how good this game does with, you know, these characters already have relationships and everything and he's already been through a number of experiences but the game is good enough to get you caught up sort of you don't know all the intricacies of what Geralt or Rivia the main character's been through but you can just tell through the dialogue and meetings with people and old characters you can get a sense of what happened now initially I know when the game launched there's uh, some bugs in it I didn't play it till about 2017 so by the time I played it was fixed finished product the main character um when i initially saw him he came off kind of looked one-dimensional but as you play the game i would uh, liken him to maybe wolverine in comics like he is this gruff badass guy but he does have a soft side he's uh the whole plot of the third one he's trying to find his surrogate daughter siri um so you see a softer side he has some dry humor he's uh really likable he's uh He's not quite a bad person, but he has to do bad things. He's a witcher, so he hunts down monsters. He'll collect bounties, all sorts of things like this. The world um, they built for it is very expansive. There's a lot to do. Um, like I said, it's action RPG, so you can customize how you fight. Maybe you want to be like Chev and cast magic, or maybe you want to be like me, just try to level up so high and grind and just hit people as hard as you can. Or maybe you want to play a mix um, you can travel on horse, you can fast travel. There's, I think, four or five distinctive uh, maps. And you can venture out as far as you can at the beginning of the game. You might run into something that will absolutely slay you. But it's really cool when you can go back later in the game, now that you're equipped with something new, and be like, yeah, what's up? I remember when I had to start over, I didn't save. Now I'm going to hit you with one hit. Um, the ending, there's three endings. So the choices you do make in dialogue, uh, especially with uh, the characters closest to Geralt, um, do matter. So I guess I was kind of a dick and I got the bad ending and it was super depressing. I remember like almost crying, like they can't really end the game like this. So immediately it made me want to go to YouTube and I'll uh, look up all the other things, like the other endings. And I guess the biggest compliment I can pay to this game is me. I hate reading books and stuff, but the game is so interesting. I have actually looked into ordering like the books that was based off of. And I can only pray that Netflix doesn't F this up with, uh, old superman playing them i'm not i'm not too excited about that but um <laughs> we will see how it goes i checked my play time before we started and i had over uh, six days worth of play time i don't know how many hours that is but that's a lot for us a single player game so uh, absolutely and i would suggest it for everyone even if you haven't played the first two it's just really 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 awesome and please netflix please don't mess <laughs> this up there's already been a Polish movie that came out years ago that was trash, but isn't isn't Poland, so no one cares. Except Robert Lewandowski, soccer reference. But that yeah. is my list. So um, I hope everyone liked our list. Uh, podcast isn't quite done yet. Um, I'm gonna throw some random questions at you guys and just say the first thing that comes to mind. So, what is the most disappointing game you ever played? Not all at once. Just say the first thing that comes Kingdom up. Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Fallout 76, I think, speaks for itself. It's I hate to admit it, it's trash. Um, why didn't you like Kingdom Hearts 2, Chef? Uh, it, it just wasn't what I expected. It it honestly felt a lot harder 
to play than the first one, um, which I guess I could I could understand. But uh, the cutscenes just took forever. Um, it took a long time to get out of the town you originally start in. Um, you don't start who you think the character that you're going to start with. Um, but uh, mainly just a lot of cutscenes that could just be tossed. That's really just took too long. You know what? You're right. It did take forever to transition from Roxas to Sora. Oh, so, so. well, yeah. Spoiler, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, the third one's out, so too bad. <laughs> but yeah, the cutscenes were really long and unnecessary. Yeah, yes. For, it had to be Battlefront. Oof, you're right. Trash. <laughs> It's tough, man. And I really need that single player in my life. And uh, it gave me like five hours worth, but that wasn't much to talk about. But, uh, you know, the the loot boxes are out of control for EA. And <laughs> that goes a long way in it. But uh, just very disappointed by it, especially the second one. That's what I'm referring to. Yes. Yeah, speaking of trash Star Wars games, uh, Force Unleashed 2, I will. Oh. Drew can speak to you. He's my roommate at the time. I was so excited. Like, it looked so cool bringing down the Star Destroyer with the main character. And it was just terribly written. Come on. Come bad. on, George Luke. Come on, George Lucas. What you do? It probably wasn't even him. But the first one, first one was so good. You have this captivating character. Um, it's not canon, but you could see where it could have fit. And the second one, I just, I've never been so mad. Like, other games, you know, you hear are bad going in. Like Drew mentioned, Fallout. 76 or um even anthem this year you heard a lot of bad stuff coming but that one i was so hype and i think i beat it in like a day too and i was like that that's it for real like i want my money back i had and to turn know, it off. i'm right there with yeah. you yeah gamestop would probably only give me 63 cents for it if i try to turn it in anyway it won't so. give you that much <laughs> dang yeah um so uh that was the most disappointing game who is the best video game character of all time or your favorite, sorry, your favorite, not the best. Go ahead, whatever. All right, I'll go. Um, for me, just if I'm not thinking about it at all, it's got to be Laura Croft. Uh, just, I love She's fine? Yeah, I just love the last set of games. Two seasons. <laughs> the last three games I've just I've really fallen in love with uh, the games and therefore I've Really, really enjoyed the character. And, uh, yeah, I just like her story. And she's kind of a badass chick, so it's fun to play as her. Oh, it is fun to play as her. How about you guys? Who's your favorite? I, <laughs> favorite I'd, have to, I'd have to agree with Cole Shaker, Laura Croft. She's a badass. And, she, you know, mainly I actually enjoyed the game just because of the puzzles. I enjoy puzzles a lot, and it's one of the games that, that you can do that. But, <laughs> meanwhile, while she's amazingly smart she's also a badass so same true i mean laura is good i'm going with my boy vv still though uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it for for cole shaker though so i can't really get into it but he's no big the, no no definitely not the big l definitely not <laughs> no, nobody compares also with our other boy but who we know sealed the deal we'll just go with that Okay, so uh, before before I answer who I think the best character is, uh, you guys have touched on it. sounds like you have a funny story or two from E3. Uh, do you want to elaborate on what, what you're referring to, just for the fans out there? You said there's a whole different level of nerds out well, there. 
Well, since Drew's telling of one of the stories is so much more ridiculous than mine, I'll let him tell that one. But mine with the big L, as we keep referring to, is Luigi. We were waiting in line for three hours to play Luigi's Mansion. Worth it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but three hours a little ridiculous. So you, you find everything a little more funny, I think, when you're in the line for that long. But um, there's a guy dressed as Luigi, like, uh, an actual costume, uh, you know, hired by Nintendo, I'm sure, to be there. Uh, he was walking around, and uh, someone walked past us, and from 50 feet, 100 feet away from the, the actual Luigi, this guy yells, oh, it's the big L! <laughs> and that's exactly how it sounded. And don't get me wrong, we're all nerds. But it was just funny hearing something like that. I know those people are out there, and I'm not trying to hate on you, but it was very funny, and I thank you for giving me a little laughter in my life. Mame and the big L. <laughs> and that's why Luigi's Chloe Kardashian. So, but um, the other my, story, though. Go is, ahead. Go ahead. I don't know how I got put on the put on spot for this, but. Uh, um, so like, like he said, you know, the, the nerd culture, we're all a part of it, but you, you still have to have like functional social skills. And I, I told, I told Cole Shaker, I was like, and did you see this couple like right across the line from us? And he goes, no, man, they're not a couple. I've been listening to them for the past 30 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. He was just spitting game and just kept rambling and rambling and, <laughs> Uh, she lost interest at some point and tried to chime in, but it just didn't happen. But uh, I guarantee you, he sealed the deal after Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah, Actually, no, you no. know what? This 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 podcast is PG. I can't I can't go any further. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, if you're good with your hands on a controller, women usually like that. That's 100% fact. Moving Right, Chef? The, the ghosts weren't <laughs> the only things getting sucked, so that's uh, fine. Okay. So, uh, to bring it back to our original thing, they mentioned uh, Laura Croft is maybe one of the best characters. Um, I can't say Commander Bryce Shepard because, like I said, it's customizable, and I made all the decisions. But um, Nathan Drake, um, I guess the male counterpart to Laura Croft in the Uncharted series, um, the creator described him as a mix of Indiana Jones and Johnny Knoxville. I don't think he's so much Johnny Knoxville, but he is very charming, suave. Um, he's a ladies' man, but he's definitely Indiana Jones-esque too. I just think he's a wonderful guy. I'd marry him. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one I'm going to throw out, who do you think's the best uh, villain in video games that you've played? I feel like the cliche answer for a lot of people. Um, and Dave, you haven't fully experienced him yet, but Sephiroth. Um, yeah, I can see that though. But, but, well, let me let me jump in on this one. So I, I don't know if you all have played Final Fantasy VI, but uh, hi. The to not spoil too much, he's he's the villain that actually gets the job done. So the the ones that actually. Walk the walk That's, and whatever, whatever. Actually, get the job done. It's different than uh, the ones that fail. So yeah, he's like he, he follows through like Thanos. Exactly. It's actually pretty similar. Yeah, he's a little I, bit more diabolical, but Kefka, right? Yep. Yeah. I'd say mine's a little more uh, almost comical in a way, um, but Bowser. Right? We just had so much 
from him and he's he's funny in some way. Chev, if you say the same thing again, no. I swear I'm just kidding. Honestly, but, uh, I don't know. He's he's funny, but he what's that? No, I mean I agree. Bowser Bowser definitely I mean, how many times how many games is Mario gonna or how many times does Mario have to find the guy and kill him, you know? <laughs> how many games have come out? Multiple. So I mean he he's a long lasting evil character. And they haven't That's ruined him yet, so Right. Plus, you know, the guy's a genetic jackhammer. He has like 50 kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess me, it would be maybe Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat because he always seems to find a way to weasel back. Um, Deadly Alliance even killed Liu Kang, like the main character of the game. Or this one's recent because I just played it, but Arden from Final Fantasy 15. I really hated that guy, the way he just taunted you and would show up and you couldn't do anything. Then, you know, you learn about his history when you beat the game. But I feel like I'm definitely forgetting some. You can mention like Ganondorf. He's in all the, um, the right. Zeldas. I'm um, sorry to Miss Cole Shaker that no Zelda was mentioned on this yeah. list. I know she, she's probably, uh, <laughs> she's she's probably not going to listen to this in protest. But uh, uh, you're not done with Breath of the Wild, and uh, it's a great game from everything I saw. So maybe it'll yeah, be on someone's list in the future. Yeah, just uh, if your weapons would quit breaking every two seconds, it'd be a wonderful game. But you know, you Don't work your way through. Lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, there's some things to be frustrated. So what um, what games coming out this year and next are you guys most excited for? I know, Chev. Go ahead. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it but, looks uh, three. Yeah, I'm um I'm I'm sort of intrigued about that Avengers game, um even though Captain America looks kind of dumb, but um I love superheroes if you can't tell, um so and Square's doing it so Square and superheroes if it worked with Square and Disney damn it it can work with Square and <laughs> Avengers, um also me like Marvel Ultimate Alliance I love those games so the third one's about yeah. to come out in a month or two on the on the Switch, um like they said Cyberpunk 2077. The Witcher is my favorite game. It's the same studio, so and I have Blade Runner esque. So what yeah. else could you? And Keanu, Keanu's in it. Yeah, that's all we need in life. Yeah, he has... Yes. Yeah. See, look now. Now she's really in Keanu's in it. Um, trying to think. I feel like I'm definitely forgetting. Uh, yeah, he said Last of Us Two. Whenever that comes out, um, I'll be all yeah. over it. And... Death Stranding be another one I'm kind of ex- I'm hesitant on because we don't really know a lot about it, uh, but very exciting nonetheless. I mean, Kojima's definitely proven himself worthy of excitement in the past. Okay. So. okay. And uh, what's everybody? Is there a gaming series that even if it looks bad, you'll buy it anyway? Like I guess from obviously Final Fantasy. I don't care. Like Final Fantasy 13 wasn't that great. It was super linear. Um, but I would still buy those blindly. Is there like a gaming series or a certain director or title you would just buy no matter what? Like brand loyalty to something? I'd say Final Fantasy, Mass Effect, probably Dragon Age 2, honestly, which didn't get mentioned, but I'd probably buy that no matter what. And then uh, Borderlands, obviously. Uh, Mario for me, and it, it, though they haven't really proven themselves wrong ever, but 
Mario and then any Star Wars game, <laughs> even if it looks bad, we've we've proven that we'll we'll buy them. Are you excited for the Fallen Order game? Hesitant on it, but uh, looks a lot like Unleashed gameplay, which was fun. Uh, you know, more of a almost a hack and slash with the lightsaber, I'd say. But uh, the story looks promising, which I think, like we've talked about so much tonight, it really it can hold a lot together with even with sh- shortcomings. It can hold a lot together. So it's it's opt. I'm optimistic, but very hesitant, just because EA's track record, I'd say. Um, I probably have to say the Final Fantasy series, um, along with uh, the Diablo series. I liked um, I liked the Diablo gameplay. I liked the platform, um, and I liked the uh, the weapon system um, and how you level. So um, definitely those two I would keep track of. Yeah, it totally carried us when we all played Diablo. It was definitely me um, that helped yeah. you guys. So yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're you're welcome for that. You're welcome for you that. Too. So. Yeah, um, where would you be without me on that or King Bryce on Final Fantasy fourteen? Look me up. I might come back one day. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys uh, uh, for talking tonight. I know there's uh, some inclement weather a few of us are dealing with, but we survived. We're still here. And uh, would anyone like to leave their screen name or anything in case someone wants to reach out and play? Cole Shaker. Oh, Cole Shaker. That's a brand. Mine is uh, the Beach 88. T H A B E C H eighty eight. That's on anything. So Xbox, PlayStation, Instagram, Snapchat. It's a brand. ASG six two seven. It's pretty generic. It's everywhere. <laughs> and uh, Chevron seven zero seven. Chevron zero yep. seven. Shout out to Stargate. Yes. Uh, well, one of them. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys. That was great. Uh, I appreciate it. Everyone have a wonderful night. Thanks. Thanks Bye. Bye. All right, we did it. We did it. Yeah, That's you don't have to hang up. Oh, she she hung up. She really hung up. <laughs> <laughs>